that's a triple play. New episodes of Kill Way. The first gate, press play, no need to debate. AOA, check me out. Look, clock in, you can catch the hype. Golden Dawn, how we follow the light. Anime like life, uh, married to it, my wife. Uh. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with the boy Isaiah. Oh, hi, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> and Gavin is with us here in spirit today during this discussion. What are we discussing? Attack on Titan, of course. Episode 67. A lot of flashbacks, a lot of grieving, mourning, and exposition. Um, a lot of crazy stuff going on. We're here to talk about it. So if you guys like what it is we do, make sure you guys are liking this video, subscribing to the channel, hitting that notification bell so you don't miss any future discussions, sharing with your friends, and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of our discussion? What did you think of this episode? Where do you think the show's going from here without spoiling anything? Of course. But... Yeah, a lot to unpack with this one. Um, so, as we kind of predicted, we see a lot of flashbacks from when the Marleyan defectors, kind of the OG ones, the ones who uh, had a mutiny on their boat, come to Paradise Island, Paradise Island, and all the other ones after that, what happened to all the other ships. And um, they're doing this thing now where they're playing this, this card where it's like, you know, some of the Marleyans are not bad. Some of the Eldians are not bad. Some of the other neighboring nations are not bad, etc. Where do we go from here? You know, it's like, like, how are we going to navigate this, right? The key word is some. Yes, keyword is some. So this is definitely going to bring up some uh, hot-button topics for some people on whether Aaron is right, whether Aaron is wrong, what the what the goals are, were they justified, etc. So, yeah, we get Elena and gang uh, kind of forcefully coming over. I love how Aaron, I love the idea that when these ships come over, that Aaron just dives <laughs> underwater <laughs> as a swimming Titan. Because, like, obviously Titans could swim. They have a humanoid body. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, but you just never thought of that because there's never water in the show until this point. So I just think it's kind of funny He's just like cruising underwater. Yeah. <laughs> just like beep boo and he just gets them and just and he just walks them over, you know, just plops yeah, their yeah. ship on the ground. It's kind of hilarious. But so, you know, does that. Han's just totally blown away by the technology that they have. She saw a black guy and she's blown away by that as well. I loved his his rebuttal to it too. She's like, Well, why is your skin different? And he's like, That's how the creator made us. And you're like, was that Isayama <laughs> thing? And he's like, God, God made you mirror. And then like, you think he's like, they'll get it. And they're like, even more like, who the hell's God? You know what <laughs> I mean? And like, Armin's head exploded at that point. Cause it's just like, okay, Ymir was enough for me to handle. You were talking to me, there's a guy who created Ymir. I'm, I'm done, bro. Let's yeah, end this conversation yeah. right now. <laughs> they showed them lobster. <laughs> yeah, they showed them lobster and seafood. Um, but it, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. There were some really wholesome moments within that. And we got to see some comedy from Sasha, obviously. It's kind of like a, Last hurrah out there. It was very sad to see, but um, how she goes into her frenzy when she eats lobster. It's crazy. But one of the bigger talking points I want to get to, unless there's anything you want to bring up, obviously, um, was this dynamic between Aaron opposing, not opposing, but being at a crossroads um, with Armin and then kind of the splitting of that crossroads, right, after the events unfold that, that we see, right? Um, and I was curious if you had any thoughts on that. Uh, I love it yeah. personally. I love that this conflict is now like amongst the scouts, and like we see it a little bit when they go into the uh, like the meeting room or whatever, and and they're going over Zeke's plans. Like again, the thing that makes this conflict in the show so engaging is that like not like there is not a large enough group that's on one side to be like, all right, 
this is what we're doing. Like everybody seems to be like, all right, well, if we do it this way and then another group is like, or people are like, well, no, what if we, but the main, you know, I would say the main uh, issue up for debate here is this war between the Eldians and the Marlins. And is, is it necessary? Do we have to go about it this way? Is there perhaps a more peaceful route? Is there perhaps some diplomatic way that we can go about this? And one of the things that, you know, I want to bring up and I'm sure is what you were getting at is the, uh, scene between Aaron, Armin, and Mikasa when they're at the training grounds, and this is, you know, as we're going back, sort of back and forth with the flashbacks uh, with Sasha and gang and company, you know, getting to know these uh, other Marlians, um, is them discussing sort of the crux of this uh, debate here, right? Like, what can we do about this? Uh, you know, and Armin and Mikasa, and I was telling Ian this off camera, I love this scene because I want to love the cinematography. I love the way that it's shot, the way that it's framed. Aaron is literally like isolated in his own corner of this booth here, away from Mikasa and Armin, who are off, separated from him, discussing at this training ground, this field where you're supposed to be, you know, honing up and sharpening your combat skills, but they're talking, right? They're t discussing possible ways like, hey, these Marlians that we have over here, like, they're actually pretty cool. And, like, because they've been over here with us now, they see that, like, we're not the devils that they thought they were. And, like, th this might work. This is viable. There's a way to, like, sit these people down, talk to them, show them that we're not the devils that we've been out to be, and, like, maybe diplom like diplomacy works. Meanwhile, you have Aaron, who is, again, off in his own corner, so to speak, separated from these two, very narrow-mindedly focused and steadfast, looking forward and just shooting. He's not asking questions. He's not doing a lot of talking. He doesn't really even look at either of them unless they directly pose a question to him or are looking for his insight. And he's just steady, straightforward shooting. I love this scene because it definitely highlights, you know, again, one of the things that I love about, you know, shows, movies, you know, whatever, these scenes where like you don't have to tell somebody what is going on but you can still tell somebody, like, without words. You know, you don't need the characters to be like, this is what I think and feel. But just through setting the scene up, you do the same exact thing. And that's exact. Aaron does not say, like, I mean, he does at the end, but, like, Aaron doesn't need to say what his stance is on this. Armin and Mikasa don't need to say how hesitant they are about this or their stance for you to understand where the divide is and for you to understand what is at stake here with these characters. Because just from this scene, just from the way that it's set up and that it's shot, Aaron is very clearly focused on one thing and one thing only, and that is the fight for freedom. We're going to lose lives. I'm, as Aaron, I'm going to have to take lives. But that is much better in my mind than rolling over and just dying or rolling over and hoping that the Marley inside or enough of them, you know, see the good in us or, you know, what have you. If we die, because if that doesn't work and we die, everything we've done up to this point was for nothing. And this cycle is just going to repeat and our people are going to continue to be oppressed and oppressed and oppressed. And Armin and Mikasa make the stance, well, if we don't try these people are always going to see us as the devils that, you know, we've been touted to be, which again makes sense. And that's what I love about this, the, the complexity in this argument. It's not one side is right, one side is wrong, because then to counter that argument, you're so, you can sort of be in the camp of like, okay, that makes sense. But then they bring it up in the scene. The main factor that's against us is time. We don't have the time to sit all these Marlenes down and convince them. And even if we do, who's to say that all of them will be convinced? Some, some of them obviously the actual Marlians more so than the Eldians that are, that are on the Marlian side um, are steadfast. We see this in the soldiers, right? When they're, they're given ample opportunity to like stop what they're doing, think about the scenario they're in, but like, no, they'd rather die than even think about the idea that like this world and the people in it could operate and, and function in a different way than what they've been told. So we might, we just might not have the time to sit all these people down and, you know, 
diplomacy our way through the situation. And so Aaron is like, if if we do that and we don't have the time to to get everybody over on our side through talking, then we're done. All of this was for nothing. All of my people, we're all going to die and we're, nobody's ever going to see freedom. And we know all the way back from season one, like that has been Aaron's thing. He wanted to, you know, at first it was eradicating all the Titans so that humans could have freedom, but it was freedom. Aaron wants him and his, you know, his loved ones, his friends, family, to have freedom, and he's willing to do whatever it takes to get that. And we see at the end of this episode just how steeled he is when he's like looking at himself in the mirror. Like that is what Aaron wants, and we see clearly that Armin, even from the way he's talking to who it's revealed at the end of the episode to be Annie, um, is very much on the fence, right? He, of course, Armin cares about his friends. He cares about Aaron, Mikasa, and everybody, and he wants freedom for them. But he also has a little bit too much of a moral compass to be like, yeah, I sign off on taking as many human lives as it takes to get that goal. Um, which is very interesting. One of my favorite scenes. Mm. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Do you think, I, I want to pose this question to you and to anyone watching. Do you think that there's an argument to be had that Aaron's willingness to move forward is not solely for the fight to freedom and that there's a little bit of the vengeance, revenge, fighting aspect that he almost enjoys in that? Do you think? Because I think, and not that I'm saying that this is my stance, but I do, I do think it's interesting because I'm, I'm curious to see if people have this position because you know the internet goes into a frenzy every time there's an Attack on Titan episode. Because I do agree with you that I think the main goal here, it's a, it's a precarious situation, not to mirror exactly what you said because I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's a very hard pull between, you know, do we lay down and die so that we put it up to other people to then try and make peace with each other later on because they can't, you know, they just can't get on board with liking us. They're afraid of us. We're Titans, etc. Do we fight in spite of maybe with more time being able to resolve this where it's the best case scenario? Do we believe that humans are capable of doing that or the Marlians or any other nations to begin with, etc.? And now that it's like we have this golden, you know, nugget, this, this hanging apple swinging from the tree in the form of Zeke with this plan now that he says is going to be able to, you know, have the Eldians regain freedom, it's a very tempting proposition to make. So like, you know, and he only has three years to do it. So it's like, okay, yeah, Armin, like you said, maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, I'm not playing for maybes right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not playing for like, I'm going to leave this up to everybody else to make the decision on. Eldians are not free and I'm going to do that. But I am curious to, to think, because while watching that scene, I couldn't help but think that it was like, Aaron almost, almost seemed like he didn't want to even see another side of it. And I don't know if that's the case. Maybe, you know, again, we're talking about memories and stuff like that too. Cause he does go to Armin. He's like, you saw Bertolt's memories, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna keep shooting. You know yeah. what I mean? And like goes to his thing. So it's, it's definitely, but I'm curious, you know, if it's like there is some element of vengeance or like this goal oriented thing that Aaron has where it's like, because Armin says at the end of the episode, he's like, Aaron was going to make this choice no matter what, yeah. right? He basically took it upon himself. So it was like, is it all for freedom in that case? And, or is it for some sort of self-serving vengeance, you know, at the same time? Do you have any thoughts? Do you think there's a little bit of that, if any? I, I definitely do. I, I think the main question, at least with Aaron as a character, is like, which side of him is, you know, majority rules here? Mm -hmm. Like, if he's like, yeah, I am pissed, and I am really angry that, like, these people have done this for so long, 
but like my priority is the freedom. And I, I do actually ultimately think that it is that way. Personally, I think it is more, he is focused on the freedom, but I definitely don't think it's like he's playing the soulless hero here. Cause I do think he's pissed and I do yeah, think he's angry and I think he wants revenge. Mm. And I think that has been, again, as we've seen from season one, like that is such a driving force for this character, right? Yeah. He's so has been so led by his emotions. And that's what I think is so important to think about in this season, because with the last three seasons, Every time we saw Aaron, like he was so easy to see where his emotional state took him in terms of his actions and what he thought and what he wanted to do, this and that. This season, though, I think it's the same thing, but I think it's just much, much more masked. I think it's I think he's become such a much more calloused and calculated person that, yeah, he's still angry and he's still very pissed, but he doesn't have to like show that he doesn't have to be walking around yelling and screaming to be angry. Right. Mm -hmm. And I actually think some of the most fearsome the, the the yeah the most worrisome and fearsome kind of anger is not like the loud kid who's screaming at the dinner table but it's the guy who's sitting in the, at the table dead quiet like can hear a pin drop and is just seething right that because that's the person who not just understands that they're angry but is angry enough to do something with that like you know what mm-hmm. i mean and and you know it's it's one thing if you're like that level i guess of of you know, emotionally involved and you're just like a soldier, right? And you're just like, all right, yeah, I'll enlist and I'll fight and I'll do my part. But like Aaron has such a better opportunity to like utilize that because of his circumstance, right? With having with having the Titans that he does that I would think in Aaron's mind, he's like, I I have to, like I have this power. I have to do something. Like I, you know, and, and we, it's interesting just to tie in a little bit here. Uh, we recently just finished his first season of Solo Leveling and one of the things that like really gets in my mind with these protagonists is like if you are somebody who is gifted X ability or X power to do something and, you know, so let's take Attack on Titan. If you are, if you as an Eldian are given the power of the Attack Titan and some more Marleans come over and kill some of those Eldians and you do nothing because you're like, well, hold on, I have this power, but, you know. Who like who am I to, to jump in and, and get involved in a situation that wasn't about me personally? and those Eldians die, is that your fault? Because you had the power to do something about that. You could have turned that tide. Again, from a regular soldier standpoint, it's a different story because you're people against people. But when we're talking about these people who are given abilities that far surpass the circumstances that they're around, mm-hmm. like, I think Aaron also, like, coupled together with his want of revenge and his anger and his frustration towards the world and Marleans, coupled with the desire to, to give him and his friends and, and everybody the freedom that they so desperately deserve um, is a sense of responsibility. I think he feels like he has to be involved in this. He has to do something about it because moreover than we as a group, as the Devils of Paradise, as, as Eldians, whatever, moreover than we need to fight, like I have to do something. I'm the one who's given this power. I can't just let it go to waste because if whoever, who's to say whoever gets this next is going to think the way I do. Like somebody has to act with this and that person is me. Yeah. Yeah. No, very well put. I was curious to hear your thoughts and you delivered. Um, but speaking of which, we talk about Zeke's plan. This was the, the next big talking point I wanted to get into. What the hell is it? <laughs> what is his big brain move? Giga brain. <laughs> Zeke is giga brain. Okay. So like, first of all, Zeke how <laughs> Zeke Chatticus Maximus. Okay. How freaking long has he been turncoat against the Marlians, which I'm curious about because given Grisha's books and journals, yeah. he turns as a child them in. But I wonder if, 
Because I would assume that he's not like, okay, part of my plan is I got to turn in my parents, right? Like, I do think as a child, oh, he yeah, genuinely yeah. was, you know, trying to look out for safety. But I wonder what the turning point was for Zeke. And because they don't explicitly state it, right? Is the turning point after he showers them all with rocks? Is it before that? And he's really playing the long haul here. And it almost, I don't know for certain. And there's context clues that would lead you to believe every time they shed light on this plan, it seems like it's a little further back that he was mm -hmm. having this mindset to where I think I'm like, I think he may have been playing like super long game here. Like even when he was killing those scouts is my prediction. He may have been in some sort oh, of- you mean like season three? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know for certain. But like the more they keep shedding light on this plan, I'm like, dude, this was like, you don't just like think this up on the spot, bro. This is like a super long con thing. And with the context clues of him being like, Aaron, I'm going to come and save you from this, right? And when he crushes the rocks and he's pissed at the fact that all the scouts are charging at him and he's like, he's like, why? Like, why are you coming at me like this? And he's like, and then he crushes it. He's like, you got to stop acting like your father. Where it was like, I didn't now like looking at that in a new light and I could be overanalyzing this, but I don't know if it's a sense of like, I get it, what you're saying, but, like, you son of a bitch, dude, you're like, you're going about this the wrong way, or that all could just be dead wrong, and it was really when he went back, you know, he went back that once he saw the scouts, when he saw their their, their uh, honor, their bravery, etc., then he went back and schemed, but regardless, it's been about three years, four years, at least, so he's been scheming this for a while, and, like, what the hell is his plan, because we see vials of Titan Serum, that the uh, the mutineers took from Marley ships, yeah. and, and the ships, and they stole it. So, like, what's the purpose with that, right? Because you... I don't think they eradicated all of the Titans on, by the island, I right? Think they did. Oh, did they eradicate every single so. one of them? Because... because Okay, I, I, I messed could that up. be wrong in, in the way I interpret it, but I think that scene when they're drinking the tea and they're talking, yeah. uh, the reason... That's what one of the things that Yolanda sheds light... Right? That's her name? Yelena. Yelena. <laughs> Yolanda. 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 <laughs> Yolanda. Um, one of the things that she brings up is when they're talking, she's like, yeah, and this is a pretty cozy spot you have here. To be honest, I would, I probably wouldn't have agreed meeting here because it'd be dangerous because we know that Titans are going to be active soon because the sun is coming up. And they're like, judging by how you guys have set up a whole camp here, I'd estimate that's not a problem because that means you took them all out. And mm -hmm. I think that was the whole thing, again, at the end of season three. Okay. Right? Was the reason that they got to that border was because they, yeah. once they conquered, um, Big Titan who drags himself through the ground. What was his name? <laughs> the uh, the father of, of yeah. the Historia. Uh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. His name too. Uh, once they had, yeah, Fritz something. Once they had conquered him, um, it was just Roundup came, uh, you know, and now that they had Aaron, like, as okay. far as getting rid of the rest yeah, of the Titans. Yeah. So now I didn't they, know, no, it's a very good point. I didn't know if it was just that section or if it yeah, was like yeah. there were Titans still on the outside, outside, right? Because those are people that may have been kicked off and yeeted by Marleyans and like that's just kind of been like a constant oh, okay. flow I think it was or if they're killing them quickly they were like enough literally on the shoreline so I feel like if there were titans on the outskirts like that you would you that's know. a very good point okay now that I got that clarified no that makes a lot of sense so I'm going off the assumption that they killed almost all of them if not all of them um, okay, the vials make more sense then now because maybe he just needs a couple people to turn into Titans for whatever reason because he could control them. Because at first I was like, why the serums? Because if there were Titans there, I'm like, these are just going to turn people into their same thing. So like, why do you need these? But that makes sense. So Zeke's got some sort of thing. He's got the vials. He's got Aaron. He's got himself. Okay. And he's got three years. Not even. He's got like a year left, right, at this point to enact whatever plan is going down. He's finally within captivity of Paradise Island. 
what the hell is he planning? But he's saying this could this could be the liberation, this could be the freedom. And Aaron is thinking, oh, he's we have the ability to release the ones in the walls and millions of titans, etc. But I don't know if that's I don't know if that like where Zeke's motivations lie. If it is strictly for the freedom of Eldians, what made him think that? What made him think that the freedom of Eldians were more important than the lives of everybody else on Earth in general? Right? Because you got to remember his roots when he was a child. His natural inclination was to save his grandparents in lieu of giving up his parents, right? Yeah, so, like, exactly. Yeah. So, it's like, I don't know if it's so cut and dry as, like, Eld Eldians first, everybody else is getting annihilated, or what the deal is, right? And, like, how this plan all comes to fruition, depending on what it is. I, I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. if you had thoughts, but I, I think it's incredibly interesting. It is. I, I think so, yeah. I definitely think that, you know, you know, I agree with what you're saying as far as the Titan Serum thing, because I think, again, the other thing that the Titan Serum specifically gives him is control over those Titans and when they get released. Because obviously, if you just like grab some randos running around, it's like they're just, they gotta be big Titans until whatever. <laughs> so he can like inject a bunch of people, send them somewhere, and the, you know what I mean? And then on cue, release them. Um, so yeah, at least if that's part of his plan, I, I think that's the biggest thing, what you brought up earlier that makes me so uneasy about Zeke is I don't know like where his allegiance lies. He's, he is, you know, best, uh, oh, you know, award for best actor goes to, he's <laughs> such a good actor in, in terms of like playing the size he's got to play and, and, and fitting into the role he needs to, where I don't know if he's doing this for strictly the Eldians, which would imply Eldians, right? So, uh. Eldians over at Marley, Eldians here. Like, he just wants the Eldians as a people to, to you know, get their freedom back. Um, I also kind of weirdly think he's, like, above both sides, and he could be, he's he's out to, like, get the secret of the Titans, you know, and whatever that is. I, I That one is my is my, my least, uh, you know, agreed-upon theory, because I, I don't think he has that much knowledge to, to be able to formulate a plan around that. But yeah, we do know that he's been planning this for a long time. I, I, I think it probably started with him after <laughs> Levi manhandled his ass. Think? <laughs> I think once that happened, he was like, okay, <laughs> uh, let me see if we can do this a second, a different way. Um, Cause I think after that, he was like, because after that fight, he makes he he has a line to Aaron where he's like, "Don't worry, Aaron, I'm going to save you one day." I think he's speaking to a on two fronts. He's speaking to Aaron as his family member, as his uh, stepbrother, stepbrother, stepbrother. Yeah. Um, like I'm going to save you, my brother, and two as an Eldian. It's like, don't worry, when my plan when my plan is done, all Eldians will be free. Um, but yeah, it's like, what is the goal is it just to like launch a mass fucking uh you know army of titans on on Marley because right now they only have the Jaw Titan assuming he's you know up in any in any sort of condition to fight, um, and the Card Titan I think and Reiner. I think she's and well <laughs> as far as I'm concerned Reiner's an outlier I, I, <laughs> he's there but I think if they gotta like line up the troops like Reiner's <laughs> might not even get out of bed <laughs> Reiner's just like. Just like just just kill me. <laughs> he, yeah, I I'm almost scared to see the state because at first when we I didn't know that the whole the, the other outlier to me now is the kids. The fact that they're over here, yeah. I thought they were going to end over there, and it was going to be like, oh guys, Reiner's not feeling it. Can one of you turn into a Titan and eat sure, him? Sure, sure. And that's how I thought one of them was going to get the armor Titan. But now that he's away from them and over here, like. I don't know what kind of shit's going to be going through Reiner's head when we see him again, um, but it's not going to be good. <laughs> I don't think he's uh, – my, my other wild, wild card here is Annie. 
I'm so curious now that they've introduced the fact that, like, yes, A, a I thought it was weirdly kind of cute how Armin, like, comes to Annie as, like, this confidant sort of and is, like, She's, like, in a coma her. when you yeah, talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he's, like, telling her about their plans and what's going on. I'm like, oh, you guys. Like, you know, maybe not right now, but, like, <laughs> um, Because she did say, sorry to cut you off, no, no, but no. she does spare his, she does spare his life yeah. in the first season. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched that recently um, when making a video and she says something like, why did I save you? You know, yeah. cause it's whatever. And then she looks and then like it flashes back at her POV when she, when she could have killed him. And it's like, you could see that there's yeah. something in there. So there's like some connection, you yeah. know, that they had. I, I completely agree. And I, I, I think, I think it is affection. I think at the end of the day, I think Annie, at least in my analysis, Annie is a character who has been so strung along by this plan of the Marleans and to, to go get the founding Titan and you guys go do this. You're chosen as female Titan. You go do this. You go get that. You go like that. Annie's had so little say like most of them in her life, you know, since she got this, uh, this uh, female Titan ability and, and, and this and that, and was put on this mission. Um, she very much has felt like and seemed like a character who's like, I got to do what I got to do because that's what they told me. And never once has it been like, well, Annie, what do you want to do? And I think Armin, as you know, as brief as it has had been or, or as small of an opportunity as it was, gave her the sense of like, I could, I could see like us just like being together and like, that's what I want. That's something I want to do. And I don't know like what that necessarily means or whatever, but like that's, that's what, like her getting that feeling of like, oh, that's what, something that Annie likes and that's something that Annie wants to do. Um, so I, I could definitely see something where, like, whenever she gets reintroduced, um, you know, she ends up also, like, they, they recruit Annie back over to their side because it's like, you know, I, I don't know what her mental state is going to be like when she comes out of that, but, you know, we're going to have to explain. <laughs> Some things have happened. <laughs> and we're going to have to give her the rundown and be like, Annie, have a cup of coffee, sit down. Uh, we went to Marley recently. Uh, she kind of blew up. <laughs> but, um, you know, no, I do feel like uh, – you know, there's just so between Zeke and 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 what he's scheming, and Annie and, and what she could bring to this table. I wonder yeah. how much of Zeke's plan even involves Annie at all. Like if he even knows yeah. or cares that yeah. she's here or what. Like, I don't. I don't know. My don't thing know. is like I feel like it can't be as simple as like okay, we got me and Aaron. Let's release the Titans and slaughter everyone. Like I just feel like a for story purposes, like to make it more interesting. You know what I mean? Because then it's easy to. But then like, what would you? What, what, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know. But like that's what I'm saying. I don't feel like Isayama would put obvious. I mean, I don't know. But like. I would like to think that it's not as cut and dry as that with a show that, you know, is as intricate as this. And because of like this whole big brain thing that Zeke has going on with the, with the vials of Titan serum, et cetera. Cause like theoretically he could just do that now, right. Where they cause the rumbling. But again, there is the argument and here we go. Me talking to myself again, where again, that could be his plan. And it's just that, you know, he realizes that half the Eldians might not be too fond of the fact that it's like, we're just going to flatten everyone, you know? So there's that. But I just, I would just like to think that him just being like, all right, Aaron. And then like everyone dies, like it's just a little too cut and dry, a little too easy. You know, the other thing that I think, I think what's going to happen, I think right now Zeke's plan might be some level of that simple, but I think, and I don't know how this is going to happen. The introduction and, or, knowledge given to somebody on this this team here this side of like the titan scenario and and situation in terms of like getting all the titans together ymir like something about that i think is going to complicate this the plan of his and it's going to throw it into this weird miscellaneous haywire situation where zeke's like all right let's go and let's do because again if everybody's operating under no knowledge of that that is new information that could potentially 
you know, again, I don't, I don't even know like what I'm talking. I don't even know what this information is, but just the fact that like some, the, the fact that like these Titan powers have to have some sort of grandiose scheme purpose. I mean, like yeah. they're the literal supernatural element of the story. Somebody learns of, of that or what that means or, or what it could do or like what happens if you get them all has got to like come up at some point has got to throw this into some sort of like, Oh shit. Well now change of plans. Right. Yeah, or like yeah. now X thing is different. Cause we could do this and, and maybe that throw. Cause I do agree that it is a pretty simple plan, but it's like, to be honest, if Marley rolls up on our shore with every other nation behind them and they're like, you guys ready to fight? <laughs> If we answer with a wall of, of colossal titans, I'm like, yeah, we are. <laughs> um, that's a pretty good answer. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. just swatting airplanes out of the sky, blimps and shit. And that'd be a freaking crazy fight scene. Yeah, and then lastly, we have, uh, well, not lastly, there's like a million things we probably missed, but it's all right. It's intricate, it's complicated. We'll get there, okay? Comment below. That's what you guys are for. So, um, but the last thing, Gabby, um, not taking it well <laughs> at all. Falco just kind of like, you know, yeah. playing the Falco card, you know, <laughs> just like, uh, so yeah, we're going to see how that shakes up. Um, because Zeke, you know, is like, I want to show the kids the sights, you know, and Levi's like, blah, blah, blah. Cause they keep him in the woods, um, and all that kind of stuff. So like, if there's going to be some turning of Gabby, right. And that's something that I genuinely jokes aside am interested in. If there is a point because I think, unfortunately, it's not going to come to this because there's not going to be enough time. But I would be curious to see if Gabby is, like, you know, assimilated, kind of like some of these other Marleans who have been captured and weren't so gung-ho for getting captured at first and now are kind of just assimilated into society. Curious to see if Gabby was then assimilated, along with someone like Falco, if Gabby, someone so full of hatred for someone could change if she wanted to change, right? And I think that's a big thing. I don't think she'd want to change, which is really the sad part. But like, could she, right? In that scenario. Now, unfortunately, because that would be a, an interesting antithesis to Aaron in the sense that a lot of people um, compare Gabby and Aaron to one another in terms of like their, their overwhelming sense of hatred and rage in the beginning where it's like, if Aaron, you know, had the ability to do whatever, like, could we turn this around with someone like Gabby? Do we like where we don't have to repeat this if we had enough time here? But again, I think that comes with a willingness to want to change, which I don't know if she has or wants to have, right? Which is the kind of the conversation we had with Aaron before where there might be a little bit of that deep-seated vengeance revenge plot going on where it's like, like I kind of wanted to do this anyway. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? Like it's kind of gave me the excuse. Down is too good for them. It's too good of an Exactly, for them. too much like, pride, etc. Um and I also just don't think there's enough time because I think the world's going to come knocking before they were able sure, to get sure. that chance. So I'm curious how Gabby's role is going to be now. Gabby and Falco, you know, two opposite sides of the coin here of the same coin is going to shake up being that they're they don't seem to be getting Titan abilities at any point soon, unless Gabby somehow snags one and then fights Aaron or something like that. Yeah. I, um, yeah. So I, I, well, this is literally a harebrained theory. What if Gabby and what if Gabby dies? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm not kidding. I, that would be cool. But what if Gabby and Falco like slowly get assimilated into, you know, um, you know, uh, Paradise Island uh, territory and all the people and stuff. And they start like mingling with a little bit of them, you know, not a lot of time, but uh, just enough time to like maybe even get the seed of doubt in their heads. Of, sure. like, hmm. But then a, an opportunity presents itself where like maybe Marley and come back, you know, come over and they're and like, they, they start fighting and it's like, Gabby's like, all right, Falco, like this was fun. And I mm -hmm. guess, but some of them are maybe whatever, but like, fuck it, let's go. They're here. And Falco's like, no, I'm not going back. Like, I, I, I think that what they're trying to, you know, like what, and it splits them up. 
And then we get a thing of like Gabby maybe goes back and like it, you know pits Gabby and Falco against each other as like the new generation. Which again, Gabby, who's like much more in line with this, like no, Marlene's are right. Like everything they've told us is true. They're clearly devils. Which again, like you said, I, the crux of the believability in terms of if we can persuade everybody on a large scale, weirdly enough, I do think it's going to reside in somebody in seeing how Gabby handles the situation. Because Gabby... Yes, that's is, what I meant. Gabby's mm-hmm. character is worst case scenario. Yes. She seems like somebody who is so rooted in this, this the systemic hatred that Eldians have have, bit, have felt over there that she's like, yeah, Marlene's can do no wrong. Like, whatever. So she she comes out here or whatever, or she's shown these people's lives and stuff and still thinks that way. Yeah. It's like... You that know, could not be for nothing. Of, I don't think this is worth it. I don't yeah. think diplomacy is is going to win. And you know, but, but and then if she does, it's like okay, maybe. Um, I mean, you know, she also killed Sasha, so if she just dies in a ditch somewhere, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but um, you know, yeah, I, I do think you know, I, I think it's it's going to be very indicative if that's the route they go because I don't even really know if that's what they're they're trying to do. Um, if that's the route they go, how Gabby specifically? Because I think I think. For Falco, that's it. Once, if that happens, once he sees them and how they interact and live and stuff, and once he sees other Marley, like you know what I mean, I think that'll be enough for him, who's already a very uh, open-minded person, to be like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, maybe you know, th- this seems right. This seems this is the different way I was looking for diplomacy. Let's you know, um, so yeah, Gabby is going to be the outlier, and of course she is because yeah. I'm just curious for next week for anyone who doesn't watch the after credit scene where it's like next time on Attack on Titan. Quick spoiler alert: three, two, one. Um, uh, I think it's called uh, a fair S- argument a sound or, or argument. sound argument. Yeah. That's interesting because I yeah. think this is going to highlight a lot of the things we talked about here, especially Aaron's thing where it's like I think it's Mikasa or Armin narrating where it's like if we we die, if we lose, we die. Yeah, yeah, we have to yeah. win. Or it's Hange. Or Hanj or yeah. someone. She's like, who, is what like, call do you make? Who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah, like what kind of call do you make in that sense? Um, I think this is going to be the real crux of the show here. You know, this ideological framework of freedom or security, you know, in that sense. Or, 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 or the air of pacifism or of fighting for what, you know, th- these sorts of things are going to clash. And I think that makes for sure. a fantastic show, personally. Uh, mm-hmm. Gets you thinking, gets the wheels turning. You know what I mean? It's not... It's really not a matter of, like, who's right, who's wrong. Um, and I think that's what's interesting, right, uh, in a lot of these scenarios because there are a lot of people that are willing to pipe them and be like, this person's wrong, 100%, this is it, but then, you know, would never find themselves in that sort of situation. Sure. So you really don't know unless yeah. you were there, and God forbid anyone is. Or, let's hope they're not. But, you know, that that's what makes this show interesting is, like, just having the conversations around these moral dilemmas, but... Anyway, that is our discussion today. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Um, real quick, we do have our comment of the day, and uh, we also have a question to pose to everyone who stayed until the end of the video. Um, so, your comment might be highlighted in our next episode. So, comment of the day, and then we'll hit them with a question. Isaiah, take it away. Okay, so today's comment of the day comes from Erla Grace Ag- Guta. Sorry if I butchered that last name. Uh, the answer to the question, which was who died in the last episode, was Sasha. Uh, the comment says, Sasha, our hunter, our potato girl. If you noticed, she was the one who heard the noise and asked everyone to quiet down. It's her hunter instinct. But, hoo, 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 even if I read this already, it still hits. Also, her dream that they can eat any food that they like once they retake the island is such a pure dream, like Armin in the sea. Well, her dream is achieved, but Mr. Freedom, Aaron still has to keep moving forward. 
Uh, couldn't agree more that Sasha was one of the pure ones. One of the, you know, she had the noble goal. Wasn't trying to, like, re-revolutionize the world. She was just like, I want to eat steak on Thursday, seafood on Friday, cake on Saturday. Like, I just wanted whenever. I, I don't want to worry about, like, maybe a Titan bites my head off when I'm trying to do that. And um, Gabby fucked it up. Hashtag fuck Gabby. <laughs> So anyway, this, uh, thank you for the comment, and this next question is going to be, who is the progenitor titan, the OG? You know who I'm talking about. Answer it in the questions, or the comments, rather, and then post your comment. We might just read it next episode. If you guys like this video, make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, hitting that notification bell, sharing with your friends, commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of the discussion, the episode, etc.? Let us know all of those thoughts. Special shout out to all of our patrons, especially Stoic and Nathan, our acolytes of anime. Couldn't do it without you guys. Really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. But until next time, we will catch you on the flip. Peace. Peace. Ninjas of samurais. Blaze of the kunais. Find me in the leaf of the cloud. Screaming out Bankai. We just some ghouls though. Who likes seeing parts fly?